Let's Be Legendary podcast is a member of the Nerd and Tie Podcast Network. For more podcasts ranging from true crime to nerd culture and convention news, please visit nerdandtie.com. We strive to make this podcast and story a safe and inclusive place for as many listeners as possible. So if we've missed any content warnings, please feel free to let us know. Content warnings for this episode include adult language and mature themes. This episode handles some pretty heavy themes such as mourning the loss of family and attempting to understand the end of a relationship. Please be aware if you're sensitive to subjects like this and take care of yourself. Beyond vast deserts and towering cities of steel and steam, forgotten groves and dark forests lay hidden in plain sight. The world holds its breath as each piece is set for the game to conclude. With each step I take, I feel the strength of all those who came before me, running with me, guiding me. With each step they take, The cracks grow wider, and the fractures deepen within her heart. With each step I take, I feel myself on the other side of a mirror, and reality slips further from my grasp. I hear the wilds, and feel who I am meant to become. I hear the wilds, and change is balanced on the tip of a blade. I hear the wilds and know it is only a matter of time. This is the Feywild West. These are the spaces beyond the door. Let's be legendary. Welcome back to Let's Be Legendary Wild West. Hello. Kill it with fire. <gasps> wow. <laughs> I told you it was that you were either going to be extremely offended or extremely amused. Both. Both is the right answer what? to that. Wow. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Last time we left our lion-hearted adventure. <laughs> Celine. Um, <laughs> Oh, let's, not talk. Let's, let's, let's leave me out. This no, uh, no, credit where credit's due. Celine pulled one over on the broker. Holy <laughs> shit. Oh my god, that was insane. That was insane. Yeah. And learned his name. Like his actual name. Yes. That's right. What was it? Hang on, I have it in my note. Well, don't say it. Don't say it out loud. Just leave it. Leave Why it the be. fuck not? Just leave it be, please. Just leave Tom it Tom Goodfellow. Well, that's one of the, one uh, of his names. Aslan Ra. Why is this for handing it to me? I don't know. I meant to hand you this one. Thank you. <laughs> Here, have my list of memes. You can pick one that you like for next time. <laughs> you can pick one. Okay. Okay. And also, our two adventurers were once again visiting the spot of Talia's home village. Coming back to Talia after the uh, epic ponage by Celine. <laughs> which I don't know about. Which you do uh, not know about yet. Uh. So after she leaves, uh, I still have the one grave open. That's my parents. And 
I had tossed down retribution into it. One thing I talked to the DM about already, because I had meant to do it last time when we were in Blue Peak, but uh, thanks to my ADHD, I totally forgot. <laughs> Even though I had written it down, um, she had gotten a couple bouquets of flowers, specifically big orange ones. And she has those kind of piled behind her, but first she starts putting dirt over the, the grave. And she does that pretty slowly. Just takes her time with it. When she finishes, she goes and takes the flowers and sits down in front of the grave and starts taking off the, not the entire stem, but a huge portion of it. Starts sliding them into the dirt. So they start covering the grave very slowly. I don't really know what to say. I mean, I've heard people come back to graves and talk about their life, but last time I was here, it seemed like you already knew, so I don't see the point. I mean, y'all already met Celine. The little girl that was here was Adrian. New addition. My son probably would have been out here, but, uh, He's nursing a broken heart, so thought it best just to leave him be. Those tend to hurt. They're really brat kids. Adrian's still a little shy, but you just can tell when she looks at you. She knows what's going on. She's gonna be a whip. <laughs> I can already tell. Maybe broaden her food horizons, but Jared's too smart for his own damn good. If he's not bouncing off the walls, he's just curious about everything. And he's so sweet. He worries about things. He worries about us. I wish he didn't have to. Leroy Brown got away, sort of. I mean, he's not dead, but he's taken care of. <laughs> Better than I could do shooting him. So, so I guess it's, it's over, I think. If it's ever really over. That part of it is though. I did what I set out to do. Walker's dead. Melody's dead. And Brown is a wanted criminal. And everybody knows what happened here. Which is another reason for the, the graves. I know that's not exactly what we used to do, but when you travel around with a cleric of the Undertaker, you have an appreciation for physical sights. To mourn, I suppose. In case anybody ever came back here, they, they would know. Even if the planks fall, uh, time wears them away. Somebody just has to dig down to know exactly what happened. I am sorry, though. 
the last time we came back here. Revenge was for me, and I was supposed to protect my own, is what she said. Maybe it was for me, but it wasn't just about me. I'm sorry that I didn't become what you wanted me to be. I made dumb decisions over the years, even though I did my best, but I know it wasn't what you wanted. I was so angry with you. I was so angry at all of you. <laughs> Protect your own. You did that and it was wrong, Papa. <laughs> you knew. You knew something was wrong. I know you knew something was wrong. People don't just go disappearing. Packs don't get wiped out without someone hearing about it. You knew something was wrong and you didn't do anything. You hid us away and hoped nothing would happen but you were wrong. <laughs> Protect your own. Protect what is mine. This is my home. This district is my home. It's mine. I've been walking it since I was 13. And I can't just sit by and not try and protect it. And I'm sorry if that's not what you wanted for me. And I'm not angry anymore. Hey, you and you view. I just miss you. I miss your flowers, Mama. I miss the smell of sage in your hair, Papa. I even miss Abby's stupid drawings. They were dumb, Abby, like for real. They were just so stupid, but I still miss them. I miss all of you so much. And I don't know what I'm gonna do now. But I will do my best. And hope it's enough. And at that point, I think she just puts her hands at her face and starts crying. As you're sitting there, it's crying. A breeze blows through, and there's the smell of sage. There's suddenly a firm pressure on your left shoulder. I look up. You see Ro looking down at, at the grave. I'm sorry, kid. Protect your own. I failed to do that. I thought my own was just... He looks out over all the other graves. I knew. I did know. 
and I ran and hid, thinking I had to protect my own. I left my own behind. Can I touch his hand? Mm-hmm. How does it feel? Does it feel like solid? Mm-hmm. I think she grips it really hard. His pressure increases on your shoulder. You got it right, kid. Protect your own. That's the trick, kid. None of us do. But you'll figure it out. I miss you. I know. I'm sorry it took me so long to come back. Don't come back. Move forward. You got a good head on your shoulders. And a lot of other places to be. I'll try. He smiles down at you. My kid. Protecting the district. Now that's a fine thing. He squeezes your arm again. And then eases up. I try and, like, hold on to it. His hand slips away. And he's gone. What time is it? It's twilight. The sky is hues of purple and orange. Starting to darken. Can I see the moon? Yeah. I shift and howl a couple of times. And I think she shifts back and just sits down again and just stays there for a while. Am I back yet? I'd say a couple minutes later is when you return. I'm just standing in the front of the house. Just kind of staring at the ceiling. Adrian is actually sitting on the front porch when you get back and stands up and comes like halfway between you and the house and just staring at you. Adrian. Are you okay? I'm not sure. How how long was I gone? Shrugs. Okay. It couldn't be that long though. (laughs) Have you seen your mother? Shakes her head. You went outside, but it wasn't the real world. No, it was not. Is it the real world now? It opens the door. It opens back up to the village. Uh, yes, it is the real world again. She breathes like a sigh of relief. Me too. (laughs) (laughs) Are you alright? She nods. I look towards the door. Do you want to go inside and wait for your mother? Nods and heads back inside. Okay, I follow her. I go and pour myself a drink. <laughs> a really <laughs> big one. Like dwarven mimosa. So after I've, you know, 
I'd like to. <laughs> All right, I have another child. So he's in his room, right? When mm-hmm. I left him. Okay, I go upstairs and knock. Uh, you doing okay in there? Kind of quiet for a minute. Yeah. You need anything? Water? Oh, of course. I go get him some water. Okay. You come up and you actually find him at his desk in his room. Mm-hmm. He has all of his books and stuff open mm-hmm. and piled around him. Uh, Study? Mm-hmm. He's like taking notes, writing down spell forms in a notebook. Not not an actual spell book, but mm-hmm. calculating something. What are you studying? Um, just some advanced spell work. Oh, like what? He takes the water. Thanks. What's you working on, kid? Hey, nice. Yeah, that's a 27 to insight. Uh, he's avoiding the question. Hmm. Make a arcana check, too, uh-huh. actually. Hold okay. On. Hey. Hey. Uh, so that's 22. 22. You don't know a whole lot about magic. You know... Not this kind, anyway. Not this kind, but from what <laughs> little he taught you, and just observing various magical effects, and also... I'm also going to say being Fey helps in this instance. Mm-hmm. You uh, catch a glimpse of in some of the spells, and you notice notes on one that you've seen Talia use a couple times. Hmm. I'm still, I'm still kind of looking over her shoulder. You know, that one can be very useful. Hmm. He takes a sip of the water. Is the one you're studying? can be quite useful. Mm. Didn't realize that you were going to interrogate anyone. Looking for a carrier in espionage now? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even going to fucking roll for that. That's a yeah. fucking lie. You know, you could just tell me what you're working on. Instead of me having to use my ways of figuring it out. Sort of uh, interesting how you're suddenly so diligently studying for classes that you don't even know you are taking yet. Um, Master Chaldon says that a scholar is always studying. Uh-huh, yes. Well, it, it goes right along with, um, you know, your usual work ethic with this sort of thing. Your work ethic has always been stellar. For example, when I found you scrubbing those stairs in the cathedral... Great work, Essek. Okay, that was different, though. That was literally moving a brush around. What are you doing? It's it's stupid. An awful lot of work for putting into something stupid. Remember what you told me? About talking to each other? It... It's all his dad's fault. If he could just get, if he would just come away from his dad and spend some time with me, and just away from all that, then he, then he would see that but his dad will never let him go. So you are hoping to do what exactly? To alleviate this? Make his dad let him go. 
Okay. Celine isn't laughing outwardly, but inwardly she's like, oh, there's, there's a list of crimes you are committing just thinking about this. <laughs> I've heard mom use this spell. But it, it, it only works if, I mean, it, the, the person always remembers afterward. Yes, they do. So I was thinking, what if it, it, what if they didn't need to remember? What if they, what if it never ended and changed their mind forever? And what problem would that solve, Jealous? Al could come live with us. He could live in my room. Okay, so after you've gotten through all of the, um, different obstacles that you would have to do to cast this very complicated incantation on his father. Yes? After that, Al comes to live with us. Right? This is, this mm. is, I'm, un, I'm understanding this correctly? Mm-hmm. And then, uh, how does he deal with his own trauma? I, I could help him. Oh. Do you understand? What it's like to be that deeply manipulated by someone who's supposed to love you? No, but no, but we we could get through it. Oh, I remember when I what I told you about pranks. You have to plan ahead. You have to plan ten steps ahead. This is far from a prank, but you still have to think about. What happens after your plan goes off without itch? And what if it doesn't? What do you mean? What if it doesn't go off as cleanly as you are hoping? Why wouldn't it? How do you know it would? Well, if I, if I get the spell right. If you get the spell right, how would you get back to Blue Peak? How would you get in? How would you get into see the headmaster? How do you know he does not have defenses against this sort of thing? What if it doesn't go off without an itch? Then you are in trouble with the law. Arrested, at the very least. I don't know what sort of uh, punishment there is for... What would you call it? Magical enslavement? But more than that, it gives Al's uh, father more reason and thereby giving Al more reason to have his misconceptions about us. That people like us. That we are dangerous. That we are not normal. Then, then I could use the spell again. And and make them see. Make, make, make them see that we're normal. By doing the same things that you have just done. But somehow better this time. I know you are getting jealous. I know the feeling very well. This is not a problem that can be solved with intellect, with planning, with action of any sort. It is a problem that can only really be solved with time. Nick, he starts to cry a bit, and I'm just like, oh. what? 
And what's the point? What's the point of what? Like gestures at all of all of this. And what's the if you can't fix? And he he actually does take a bunch of it off of his desk and just like shove it onto the floor. Mm-hmm. I just let him. If it can't fix anything, what's the point? What's the point? I kind of wait a few minutes for the the crest of anger to kind of subside. The point is to help people who need the help. Magic cannot solve every problem. It certainly cannot solve this one. I know how frustrating it is. I really do. How badly you want someone to change and to see things your way. How badly you want... You desperately want things to be able to work out. I understand how badly you wish there was something you could do or say or anything, anything to make things different. But all you can really do is wait. I put my hand on his shoulder. He sobs, leans his head against your chest. Yeah, I just, I hug him. It's okay. I know how much this hurts. I know how angry you are. I know how confused you are. More than you really realize. He hugs tightly back. Mm -hmm. I just let him cry. Just cry it out. It is commendable to want to save Al. I cannot say that I would not be doing the same thing that you are doing. But if Al is to leave the influence of his father, it is better that he do it himself. That he finds the strength to himself. But what if he doesn't want to? Then he will not. And it is okay for you to hold that against him. It is okay for you to be angry at him for it. But if that is the case, that he's never able to leave his father's influence, then I cannot help but pity him. To live in that sort of fear your whole life, it's not something that I would want. But it is a choice he has to make himself. And if he makes the choice to leave, at the very least, he will have a friend waiting for him. Okay. I had to leave someone I loved very much once. It, it's a long story. But I mean it when I say I know what you're feeling. Because I still feel it every day. It's not as... Not as all-consuming as it feels right now, but... It's normal. Okay. And I kiss his forehead. I'm so proud of you, though. He had stopped crying, but he just <laughs> kind of breaks down again. And yeah, I just I just hold him and let him cry. All right. 
It's at this time I've, I've stopped crying and kind of wiped my face. And the moon's out, right? Mm-hmm. I just kind of stand up and stare at that for a little while. And then I summon Death's Whisper. The gun appears in your hand. I've done what I've set out to do. Does that mean you and I part ways? Or are there more on your list? There are many more on my list. However, you only owe me one more. To be quite honest, I'm really tired of this owing one another something. Deals and checks and balances. It's exhausting. And that being said, I owe you an apology. This entire time, you've been the tool that I've needed. I'm tired of that being the case. And I look down at the grave and retribution is now buried under all that dirt. I'm tired of using tools. I'd much rather have a partner I could trust. A different arrangement. Even after I owe you one more, I'd still like to be someone that you could trust. You may continue to wield me until your name comes up on the list. Let's hope that's not for a while. Doesn't say anything. Alright then. And I just kind of drop him and let it poof away. And then she heads back to the house. Uh, you get back to the house to find the horses waiting near where the door was. Ah, yes. Is that a hint that she both hungry? It's not like you haven't eaten all damn day. <laughs> Wetterte just chuffs out of breath and like shakes his mane. Come on, boys. When I lead them in mm -hmm. and let them go wherever. They just come inside and like, they seem actually kind of tired because they've been running around. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, since they've been running around all day, I actually spent some time in clean out their their hooves okay like if they've got any mm -hmm. like rocks in there or something like that yeah. and then brush them okay uh adrian comes out and silently starts helping you brush the horses <laughs> even like even though she can like barely reach up their legs that's okay she brush their tails <laughs> yeah celine jareth eventually stops and mm -hmm. kind of just pulls away a little bit okay um. want to be alone for a bit he nods. Okay, well, you know where to find us if you need anything. Mm-hmm. I owe him 
then leave him leave him be yeah. he starts like just picking up the stuff that he threw into the floor <laughs> yeah I did that definitely was this week too <laughs> I swear temper tantrum and made a mess runs in the family <laughs> you got another take is there another take feather <laughs> so cute how you said that <laughs> She don't. You don't know. I know. She's so dumb, but we love her anyway. <sighs> they go back downstairs. Okay. Yeah, you eventually hear Talia come in and cleaning the horses. And I poke my head into the stables. Is everything okay in here? Mm-hmm. I think so. Why? Just checking on you. Ah, we're fine. Look over at Adrian, who's probably braiding Oli's tail or Oli's something. Oli's tail, yeah. <laughs> or messing with it. Yeah, like messing with it. She doesn't really know how to braid. Yeah, but, but it's fine. Yeah. It's cute. <laughs> well, um, let me know if you need anything. Talia, yeah. are you okay? I say, I say it in night speak as if Adrian doesn't fucking speak night speak, but, you know, habit. I think so. You're not lying, are you? I'm sad, but I'm okay. Okay, well, I will just be... Are you okay? Oh, I'm fine. I'm just jealous. Is... Um... He... I, I come in there when I start yeah. helping with the horses. Yeah. He, he had some crazy plan to... <laughs> Really adorable, actually. He had some crazy plan to break back into Blue Peak and somehow save Al from his father's clutches. And uh, how? Oh, you know, using magic to you know charm his father into letting him go. Or you say in in scare quotes. Oh, I know. I talked to him. <laughs> Don't worry. I talked some sense into him. Okay. He's sad and angry and confused and doesn't know how to feel. Yeah. Poor kid. And, um... I just get quiet. What? What, what? You said and, um, and then trailed off. Oh. So what's up? Uh, glance down at a he just looks up at you and like, <laughs> but looks up at you, looks over at Talia. Go ahead, Mom. Go ahead. <laughs> she fucking knows. <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised you didn't knock on me. Surprised <laughs> you didn't tattle on me, you little knock. You've done it before. <laughs> Mom went back to the Feywild while you were crying. Uh, um... How, how, how far, how, how close to being finished are we with the horses? Well, pretty close. Mm-hmm. I just had to clean their hooves out. There wasn't right. that much in there, but... Right. No, I'm... Ch- you know, like, I, here, while we're talking, I'm showing Adrian how to braid. Right, yeah. yeah so yeah, that's what we're doing. We're braiding the horses' tails. Okay. I think we might want to go inside for this. Okay. Are you Okay. Yes. As in, I have not sustained any bodily harm. I look over but at Adrian. We, but we might be in trouble. Did you say that? Yeah. What kind of trouble? I like stop and go over to you. What happened? 
I take your arm like inside, please? Please okay. inside. Okay. <laughs> the, horse, yeah. the horses are pretty much done. Yeah. So I just, I'll, I'll deal with the saddles later. And, you know, we go inside. Adrian, go to your room. She shrugs and just like <laughs> goes upstairs. She's like, fine, you're the one in trouble. <laughs> um, okay, so funny story. I mean, it, it, yeah, really funny story. Um, so, uh, after I left to take Adrian back inside and get the horses and all of that, I took Adrian inside. Mm-hmm. And then I came back outside to get the horses. And when I opened the door to go outside, instead of going outside, it led to the glade. Oh, God, are you all right? As I have established, I have not sustained any bodily harm. I did not open it that way. I, uh, I, I didn't assume that. I just, you know, when you say you opened it and it happened to be the glade, I assumed that, that was not you, so... What happened? Well, it wasn't me that did it, but someone else intended for me to be in that glade. Moonlight King of the Broker. The letter. What do you do? Um. I get kind of quiet. He offered me a deal. A deal? I shoot a glance at your arms. That's fine. There's nothing there. Yeah, well, I know that. (laughs) I didn't take it. But... But now I'm wondering if perhaps I should have. What was it? Just just quiet for a moment, just kind of staring down and away. Celine, what was it? I'm so sorry, Talia. He offered to bring them back. Bring who? I looked towards the front door. Everyone. I'm so sorry. He can do that? At first I didn't think so, but now I... What if he could have? What if you could have been back with your family at this very moment if I had... Celine, I am back with my family. I smile a little bit. I doubt he has that sort of power. And even if he does, it is not my decision. My decision would have been, though. It was 19 years ago. Even if it was a possibility, it's been far too long. I don't think they'd appreciate being roused. Disturbed? Well, I mean, a couple of times that we've been back, I'm pretty sure they were thoroughly disturbed, but... (laughs) Well, that is another reason I didn't take it. It's not my decision, it's not even yours. It's theirs, it's between them and the Undertaker. And there's no way of knowing what either of them would have wanted. There's a way of knowing one. What do you mean? I saw my papa. You did? It's just for a minute, but... Something tells me I don't 
I missed it. Fuck! <laughs> Something tells me I don't think coming back is high on that priority list. Well, what did he say? Tally gets misty-eyed. Just that he was sorry. Sorry? I figured they would have had some indication that people were disappearing. Other lichens. And I was mad at them for a while because they didn't do anything. And I was right. But it was, again, it's just for a moment. So you made the right call. So what did he want in return? My titles. Like the shadow... Lady, Lady of the Sil- Silken Weave. Yeah, that. Why? I don't know. Are they that important? He seemed like the dude you got him from seemed kind of lower on the end of the totem pole. Well, that's the first thing, I, first thing I asked. If he wanted them so bad, why didn't he go kill Longfellow himself? And? Some agreement, I guess they had. Or something. I don't know. He wasn't exactly first coming with the information. I know. So unlike him. All right. But, all right. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. So what happened? You see, like, a little spark of, like, triumph. He wasn't terribly pleased that I refused his deal. <laughs> no, I don't suppose he would be. And he demanded to know why. And so I told him. I would tell him why. In exchange for a question of my own. Why would you want to ask him anything? He's just, he's never given you straight answers before. This time he had to. So he took your deal. They kind of half smile. He did. <laughs> Why'd you ask him? I asked him what his name was. His real name. His real name. And did he answer? He had to. I declare of his own rules. He had to. What is it? I think it might be better if only one of us knows. Why? I don't know. But you tell me to trust my instincts. I do. On a scale of one to screwed. How mad was he? Oh, he was mad. Oh, he was really mad. Like, worse than he's been thus far? Oh, yeah. Remember um, a couple weeks ago when uh, we were fighting and we realized, and we went to the glade and and he was like pissed off then? That was a perfectly amicable mood compared to how pissed he was. So we're really screwed. We're in so much trouble. Was it worth it? Yes. You see that spark of badness. It was worth it. We kind of look away from you, kind of past you. Even if he kills me for what I have done, he will have to go through the rest of his existence knowing that despite 
all of his attempts to manipulate me, to intimidate me, to influence me, that I beat him at his own game. He will have to go through the entirety of his existence knowing a single mortal, an insect to him, a single strand of silk, a single beat of a moth's wings, something so small and insignificant defeated him. I am nothing, but I have won. You're wrong. What do you mean? You're not nothing. You're extraordinary. Take her her cheeks (laughs) in my hands. Insane. But extraordinary. We are in so much fucking shit. So much trouble. And I kiss her. (laughs) And I kiss you back. Oh, I wish you could have been there. Uh, maybe it's best that I wasn't, because I Pro- probably would have started panicking. <laughs> probably. <laughs> Move my hands to her shoulders. So the one thing I told you not to do. Don't piss off. And I'm like kind of shaking her as <laughs> I say these words. Don't piss off a powerful archfake. Okay, perhaps he started it, okay? <laughs> I just fucking finished it. All right. We'll just deal with that. Oh, I'm sure we when will. When it comes. I'm sure we will. I don't know if you should be angry about this or impressed. Uh, well, I'm very impressed, and I'm not angry. I'm glad you're alright. Well, now? If he tries anything, he's gonna have to get through me first. You have to get through me as well. Whatever it is, we'll deal with it, alright? We will. I am going to go make dinner <laughs> and uh, chop something. Chop something? Yeah. I'm going to physically chop some some type of vegetable. Oh, oh! I saw you meant like firewood, and I was going to be like, ooh, can I watch? <laughs> I mean, I can, if you would like. But I'm going to go make dinner and de-stress a little bit. See if you can coax Jareth out. I think he needs to be alone for a bit. No, but he's been alone all day. That's true. See if you can try. May I have Lino? Yeah. I reach in the bag of holding wherever it is and <laughs> get her out. What are you gonna do? Not sure. Oh, you go outside, do I I'm gonna. Do? I'm gonna make dinner. Alright. Lino, I need you to find Al. And tell him this. Hello, Al. This is Celine. I do not presume to know exactly what you might be feeling, but I cannot imagine it is very pleasant. I want you to know that I am, I am sorry for what you are dealing with. And if you ever need anything, we will be here for you. You are not alone. You will always have a safe place to come to. And I send the door off. And I come back inside. What you making? Stew. Stew? Mm-hmm. What kind of stew? Beef stew? Beef stew. Mm. Delicious. Also some kind of bread. Ooh. 
I'm, I'm actually like, I've got a stock pot going, but I'm mm-hmm. needing bread right now. So uh, as you are making dinner, I, I take out my cards. Xavier down here again, or? Yeah. Okay. I'm showing her how to knead bread. Or knead the dough. She's just kind of poking at it. No, no, you gotta heal into it. Uh, <laughs> she, she's just kind of smiling at like the holes it's creating in the squishy. It's <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So I pull out three cards. The Emperor, the Two of Cups, and the Moon. Hmm. What are they saying? What I thought they might say. Which is? Are we in a terrible hurry to get back to our pike? I don't think so. Why? Would you mind staying here another day? Sell something I would like to do. Sure. What are you going to do? Make sure that this place cannot be disturbed again. I smile. I'm going to go get jealous. Okay. Uh, I don't actually like go in his room or anything, <laughs> but I kind of knock on it. Jarvis, if you feel like coming down, we are making dinner. Okay. His voice sounds a little rough. Yeah. It might make you feel better. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Feywild West, presented by Let's Be Legendary Podcast. If you're enjoying our story, please take a moment to leave us a rating and review. It helps us out a lot, and we'll read your reviews on the podcast. We're all over social media, so you can find links on our website at letsbelegendarypodcast.com. We also have a list of links in our show notes. Our Discord server is a pretty active place these days, so please stop by and say hello. You can find a link to that too in our show notes and on our website. If you want to go a step further, consider supporting us on Patreon. You'll get to listen to episodes two days before the general public. Plus, you'll get exclusive sneak peeks on new art, DM and player's notes, deleted scenes, bloopers, and more. You'll also get access to Bonus Round, a limited exclusive series run by our patrons. We have a lot planned this year, so we hope you'll join us. Talia Argent-Gray is played by Chris Sass Council, Celine Argent-Gray is played by Megzi Sass Council, and our Dungeon Master is Molly Hexcroft. Our producer and editor is Molly Hexcroft, pronouns she, her. Producer and manager is Jess Richards, pronouns they, them. Producer, art director, and assistant mixer is Megzi Sass Council, pronouns she, her. And our producer, director, editor, and mixer is Chris Sass Council, pronouns they, them. Credits for music and sound effects can be found in the show notes. Celine's tarot deck is the Marigold deck by Emrit Esprar, and the tarot guide used in-game can be found at biddytarot.com. Thanks again for listening, and stay legendary.